Welcome to Outer Rim News Podcast, episode 38 for the week of uh, January 18th, I believe it is today. The 19th. Uh, Ooh. Today's the 19th. Yeah. Dude, uh, <laughs> I'm just out of it. Nah, I'm dude, always it's out been, of it. It's I'm been one of those late, weeks, but... man. It's been one of those weeks. Like, this week has been crazy. It's been busy. It's just been like a haze. I, tell me about it, man. We're rolling out Office 365 for the entire place, and it is migra- I, I'm just knee deep in migrating mailboxes Ugh. from yeah. from our current exchange, you know, on on premise server to the cloud. It's it's not fun, especially not at all. Running issues. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I love my job, so I'm not going to even start. <laughs> I'm like, I know you're paying there. Ugh. Uh, I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna turn out good once we get everything done. But just the process of getting there is it's kind of painful right now. But you know they're not here to the people here. They're not listening so to talk about Office three sixty five or or uh, our jobs. They're here to listen about to Star Wars, right? They want to know more. They about are here Star to listen Wars. to about the Star Wars. Yes, they are. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I can't. I can't even talk right tonight. <laughs> so just you know, it's one of those days, and I every other word I beep, bop, boop. <laughs> <laughs> That's how my mind's working right now. But we got a good show for you tonight. I hope we're going to review uh, the latest Smuggler's Bounty box straight from Funko. Oh. shout out. Yep, shout-outs to them. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, the new episode of Rebels. Our thoughts on the 20th anniversary of, what is it, the Special Editions? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. And maybe a little bit more about Celebration. Come on! Wait, dude, that didn't even sound right. <laughs> dude, I, I wasn't even in, in tune or anything. I didn't even get the song right. Oh, my God. Listen, they don't pay you for the singing. Yeah, they don't. They don't. Okay, well, <laughs> they don't pay me for anything, really. You get paid? Um, no. <laughs> oh, okay. I just want to make sure. I make sure I wasn't getting screwed here somehow. You know, not getting uh, paid by this thing. I'm not on so, salary. What are you talking about? Yeah, really. All right, so let's start off. Well, first off, you know, we talked a little bit about our week, but did you do anything Star Wars this week? Anything? Read? Watch, do anything. I'm still reading the Rogue One novel, slowly but surely. Um, yeah, yeah. That's pretty much it. Like that, and of course, we play Battlefront just about every night or every other night. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's funny. I, I never get that invite. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's not me playing most of the time. It's Candy usually playing, and I just happen to <laughs> wander in and watch her. <laughs> oh, I'm just playing. Mm-hmm. I'm just playing. I hadn't played yeah. in a couple weeks, so <laughs> so, you know. I can't. I can't really say anything because I hadn't played in a couple of weeks. But uh, yeah, I've been listening to Rogue One, the audio book, back and forth to work a few times this week. You know, after watching the movie, that's a hard book to really get into for me. I don't know. I don't know if it's just I'm not in the mood for it or or what. I just it's one of those things that I listen to like maybe once a week, and right. I'm listening to to. Po- other podcasts, reviews of the of the movie, or or, or any other really Star Wars podcast mm-hmm. in general. I'm just not it's it's not in my wheelhouse right now, and I'm sure it will be. I'm, I'm sure on that long ride to Orlando, I'll probably finish the book. Well, actually, we'll probably be on that 
the newest uh, Aftermath book by then. Yeah. It's definitely, I get you, because I guess it's because, and plus I've watched the movie twice, so it's like I already know the movie in and out. So it's it was the same way with the Force Awakens book. You know, I, I wasn't like scrambling, just going crazy that I've got to read it, you know, but... Um, I will say this, like so far from what I've read, this is probably one of the the best uh, adaptations of the movies. Like, um, I wasn't yeah. a big fan of Alexander Freed's book. Uh, um, the it was the Battlefront book. What was the name of it? Uh, Battlefront. Oh gosh. Um, Twilight Company. Twilight. Twilight never ends. <laughs> yeah. like I mean, it was, it, it, I'll tell you this much, like based off that book alone, I was worried, you know, when they announced him as the author. Um, but he yeah. actually is great with this book, in my opinion. I mean, he, in, in terms of like making an adaptation, it's really good, but it also, yeah. it's like one of those great adaptations of a movie where he must have, I, I mean, I don't know like how much information he had during the process, but he, I mean, it's pretty much faithful to the book. There's, it's not vague in the descriptions a lot, like how, um, um, the Force Awakens novel was and how uh, Alan Dean Foster wrote that one. That one was just like this book where he, I mean, it's like you could tell he had no information. So it was just, just this, just this really light retelling of the script and there's no yeah. explanation hardly. There's no descriptions of characters as much. I mean, I mean, it's like nothing, but this one, you could tell he was, he was pretty much there and knew everything and had backstory. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of really cool, uh, gems, little, you know, backstories to people or like just to the culture. And especially when it talks about, you know, the, the temple, you know, the temple of the wheels, the, you know, the planet Jetta and all that, you know, just all that backstory is really interesting. But I, like I said, I haven't finished yet, but so far it's just been spot on and really good. And it's, it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like it's just a retread where you're just kind of like, yeah, this dude has no, like there's really no character to it, but the book is actually good. Hmm. See, I must have fell asleep at the wheel. Listening to the backstory of Jetta part because I don't. Well, you did call me from I, the ambulance. I don't. I mean, <laughs> I was like, well, "What were you doing?" <laughs> no, nothing. Deer ran out in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, okay, so I I just stopped on the the part with uh after right after Borgullet, <laughs> Borgullet <laughs> lost his mind. <laughs> the the Borgullet part. Uh-huh. Well, actually, I think they destroyed the city of Jetta. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Jetty, Jetta. Yeah, see, I'm right before that. I'm I'm right before they get to Saul. Okay, so team, I, I yeah. don't know. I don't I don't recall any backstory. But like I said, I, I've I've kind of in and out on this book, so I'm I'm not really. Maybe my mind's wandering. Like I mean, it. when I say backstory, like I mean they, you know, you they have little bits of you get little bits of like explanation for some of the characters, like Cassian and Jen. You know, you get you get in their heads and you kind of you see where they're coming from. And oh, okay. just just all that. I mean, they you know they haven't really done any major like going back and giving us you know this and that and the other. But they do you know. There's parts where that kind of you know makes you really understand the relationship between like Jen and Saul, and mm. you know just you know Cassian's thinking process. Which I mean, the movie relays really well, and you get the characters. But the book really, really uh, pays tribute to that. They, the book really does kind of emphasize certain things about how they, you know, how they are and how they feel. And then you, yeah, I feel like you got a, a much deeper understanding of, of Jetta and like the situation on that planet and just the, the, you know, how, how the, you know, how everything's working and then how people it's like, cause, like Cassian, how he kind of describes what's happening there, 
you know, where it's basically like, oh, you know, now they were they were watchers of the or you know keepers of the of the Kyber, and and now they're just they cause trouble, you know, that sort of thing. So it's just you, yeah. you kind of get it, kind of dips into that a little bit more, kind of tells you how the how the uh, the reactions are to everything going on. But um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, I was surprised because I didn't have high hopes with this. I mean, this isn't like Kevin, uh, however you say his name, Hearn or Hearn or Herney or you know. At least it wasn't, you know, something like that where, oh, he's going to write it. And I really, mm-hmm. you know, zoned out. But this one, this one has surprised me so far. It's to me so far, it's better than Twilight Company. Well, <clears throat> yeah, well, it, it, dude, anything's better. Than <laughs> I mean, Twilight Company, like I just could not until like the Battle of Hoth in the book. Like I really just wasn't invested in the story at all. And yeah, uh, and then he, even at the end, at the end, kind of just fizzles out. But so far, this one has you know has kept my interest enough. You know, I, I read little bits at night. I just have so many other stuff I've read because I just finished another book too, and just you know, just kind of balancing everything. I just haven't had a whole lot of time. But um, mm-hmm. but I'm hoping to kind of settle down and and just finish it off this weekend when I have more time and I'm not working. I mean, to me, when I read this book. I, I guess I'm expecting like if you read any of the pre like the the six other movie books mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you hope Empire Return you know or the prequels they go into a little more detail you know about the films about little side characters or about what what the characters are thinking and I'm I hadn't seen that you definitely don't see that in the Force Awakens uh, novel no not at all and so so far I haven't seen what I think would be on that same level with with Rogue One. To me, I, it's just a straight kind of retelling. Yeah, I mean, I agree that it's, it's you know, because, <clears throat> I mean, of, of course, you've only got so much probably to work with when you're, you know, being a, you're an author on any of these adaptations, but this one definitely felt like he had more more information. That's not, you know, it's not Matthew Stover, you know, Revenge of the Sith good. You know, that dude... He was like, you know, he he came up and rose up to be probably one of the best Star Wars authors in the old expanded universe. But um, I don't know. I mean, hopefully, hopefully, you know, there'll be even more, you know, and I'll 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 pick up on a lot more, you know, coming towards the end of the book. But you know, so far, like you know, like I said, I've only gotten to right past the you know the battle on Jeddah where we see Chirrut for the first time fighting the stormtroopers and you know, K2SO coming in and saving them and all that, you know, just all that kind of stuff. I mean, I've, I've gotten right past that point to where they're now heading to Saul and, and I'm hoping to get more information there once they, you know, once they meet up with, with Saul and, you know, you have him and Jen showing up. And I'm also looking out for any changes, you know, between the book and the movie. And so far, I mean, I don't, I don't know. They've, they've had everything, even to the point where they've had the, you know, the little, uh, run in with the, with, um, what was the two smugglers, you know, from the, from a new hope that Jen bumps oh, yeah. into, you, uh, you Panda had that and, and yeah. doctor, it, it, what's his name? Eva Zahn or something, something like that. But they, uh, but yeah. yeah, they even have that part in the book. And I thought it was pretty funny how they nod to it. Cause they don't call him by name, but that he describes the characters. And, uh, yeah. and I'm like, ah, you know, so I so it's a lot of that. I'm, I'm just curious. I'm really am curious, like how, how much information the author was given or, you know, even maybe even like, cause I mean, the book came out, what, just a, a week or two after the movie. So it wasn't uh, like the force awakens where, it, Oh, we're going to, it came out at Christmas. But we're going to wait till after January before anybody can get their hands on it. 
Um, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, so they came out pretty quick. So I, I just, I don't know. But then again, I mean, the movie, they've been working on it, or they pretty much had it in the can for a while. So maybe, you know, he he had some time. Maybe he he had maybe he had already written some stuff and then had to go back, just like with the movie reshoots, had to go back in and re-edit a lot of the stuff in the book to match up with the movie after they they touched up and did the reshoots. But I don't know. Well, like I said, it's it's not what I was expecting, but I hadn't finished the book, so I can't, you know, I can't really say yay or nay on the book yet. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's it's a good read as far as yes, it's just like the movie, but other than that, it doesn't really give me what I was hoping for. Right, Princess, we have a visitor. We picked up something outside the base of Zone Twelve, moving east. It's metal. Then it couldn't be one of those creatures. Could be a speeder, one of ours. No. Wait, there's something very weak coming through. Sir, I am fluent in six million forms of communication. This signal is not used by the Alliance. It could be an Imperial code. All right, so let's talk about uh, a little box that we received in the mail just this past week. Yeah, called uh, Smuggler's Bounty from one Funko. Now, were you surprised? I mean, is this your first box? Yeah, this is the first time I'm, I've ever gotten anything like this, so I was pretty excited. I, you know, I'm just what this is what shocked me because I thought for sure that if I ever got this, you know, it would come in. It would be like a box within a box because it, I mean it was just sitting at my door and it's just this big black box with Star Wars Smuggler's Bounty, all the little graphics and stuff all over it. And I'm sitting there yeah. thinking, I'm like, God, I'm surprised these boxes don't get just ripped into, you know, when they're when they're being shipped and stuff, you know, like, yeah, because <laughs> if it was me, I'd be, you know, if I'm working there and I'm, you know, I'm working at like UPS or wherever and I'm just unloading trucks and, ooh, <laughs> smuggler's bounty. I'm like, hmm, you know, like it's, it, I, it's got to be pretty tempting to certain people. But yeah, I was shocked, but it was beautiful just sitting there at my doorstep waiting for me. And I'm like, oh, I know what this is. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's cool getting cool boxes like this in the mail, and especially yeah. not knowing what's in it, not and knowing what's in it. And, exactly, you know, I've never up. participated like in anything. Definitely, exactly. It's just like Christmas. Like I've never, I've never like done anything because you know I, I remember. I, I want to say I've I heard about this stuff. You know, maybe going back a couple of years because I know friends of mine used to do, or they were they had started doing it, and it was like those. Uh, just like the nerd boxes where it was just all types of random nerd stuff, you know, anything from video oh, yeah, games yeah. to comics. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's, that's like, I'm like, what is that? And they're like, well, you pay so much a month and you get, you know, you just get random boxes and they got, you know, every month you'll get something and it'll just be random stuff. And it's really cool little collectibles. And uh, then when they finally, you know, and it started catching on and then they started doing the Star Wars stuff, I've always been interested in doing it and just never, never got around to signing up for it until now. So mm-hmm. Until now. Until now. And yes, it is. It's uh, like Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's let, let's let's take it one item at a time, okay? Sure. So l- let's start with the box. Mm-hmm. So the box is like you said, it's beautiful. Oh yeah. Know? And it and it features one Luke. This is the Empire Strikes Back box. It's called. Uh, actually, it is called Smuggler's Bounty: The Empire Strikes Back. So this whole box has Empire Strikes Back themed items in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the box itself is a picture of Luke in his Dagobah training uh, uniform. Is that is that what you want to call it? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's, of course, like in a, you know, it's got the red background. So it's all done up pretty much uh, red, black, and white. Yeah. 
So yeah, but it's basically yes, yeah, his training gear with his you know the the uh, tank top or whatever you want to call it, the muscle shirt, the mm-hmm. wife beater <laughs> that yeah. he wears, and he's yeah. got his lightsaber and everything. Yeah, and you know what's cool though? These boxes would be collectible too. I don't want to throw mine away, man. I'm <laughs> I've still got all my stuff. I, I, like I keep it in my box. Yeah, I mean the box is really cool. I've got this is to be honest, this is like my third, fourth Smuggler's Bounty box. Hmm. Now I've been getting the DC stuff since the beginning, right? But this is my fourth Smuggler's Bounty because I did buy the first like three boxes or so. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, these boxes just are absolutely cool. It's just they take up a lot of room. Yeah, you know. That's the only bad thing about it. But if you could, if if we could figure out a way to display it and make it look cool, that would be that'd be a different story. But uh, once you open up the box, then you're you're met with uh, two items from the box, and the and they're in little plastic bags, kind of taped down to to the inside of the box, and it is a badge and a pin, and this is pretty much standard throughout every box. Yeah. Every every month or every two months, you're getting a oh, okay. badge and a pen. So you do get a badge right. and a pen every time. Yep. Cool. So the badge for this month is, or, or for this box, is of course Yoda, and that makes sense, total sense. I mean, The Empire Strikes Back. Who was who was like the biggest draw for that movie? Of course, it was uh, Yoda. It was uh, yeah, it had- him and or the uh, Minox, whichever one you want to pick. <laughs> okay, my Minox are a close second. Okay, okay, yeah, or the okay, worm, the big just... space slug, can do that. Huh? The big space slug, we could do that. Uh, That'd yeah, be a cool yeah. batch. You you know what? You know what? I was I was gonna say this box is really good, but this is crap. <laughs> no Minox, <laughs> no it back. space slugs. <laughs> just take it back. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. So the cool thing about this is this Yoda badge. And you know it's 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 like one or a patch, so it's like one of these patches. You, if you were in the eighties, you could like sew onto the back of your blue jean jacket mm-hmm. and look like look like really cool. You know what's funny is and, when you and, said that, like that was exactly my thought when I saw the patch when it when it came in. I'm like, this looks like those patches you'd sew on like an eighties jean jacket, like <laughs> even the pin. <laughs> Maybe that's the idea. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it is. They're trying to bring back jean jackets. I don't know. Because <laughs> that's the only way it works. You only couldn't put it on like your, your hoodie or your, uh, you know, like your pea coat or something like that. It's got to be, you know, jean jacket, denim jacket. And if it, co- it comes up like shorter, if it's shorter than the actual t-shirt you're wearing, then that's even better. Like it's got to, it comes off at like right under the underarms. <laughs> okay, that's too far. That's too far. All right, so the next thing you have outside beside the patch is a little pin. And this is a, like a metal pin uh or, and it has Lando Calrissian on it. This pin will like and, knock uh, somebody out too. Yeah, I mean and, and that's another character that if you're ha- if you have if you're making a, the Empire Strikes Back box, you can't ignore Lando Calrissian, right? Of course. When you when you agree. Uh but you know the sad thing is you had to put him on a pin. You couldn't do something bigger and badder with him. But you know my issue is how do I display the, the patch and the pin? Because right. eventually you'll have like this a whole mess of these things. And how do you display them properly? 
I know my wife has does the Disney pen thing, and she has these little cases, like you know, wood around it with a with a clear like glass over the front, and you just poke the pens into this fabric behind it. Yeah, that was the only way I I could think of to do something like that, especially just with pens. That would be the only way I could think of to display them properly. And then the patches, I have no clue. Um, I don't want to sew them. You need to mess them up if you sew them onto something. Right. Uh, I, I just don't know how to display a, a patch properly. Unless there's some way, like an easy way of doing like a like a temporary adhesive on the back with a with Velcro, and you could Velcro it to a like a cloth background. So that and then if you ever wanted to take that off, it would be easy to just take the adhesive off the back of it, and it wouldn't damage the actual patch. That's just an there idea. There you go. Hey, what do you use your noggin? What do you use your noggin? Whoop, whoop. Yep, yep, yep. All right. So next, after you lift that, after you lift the next part of it, usually in these in these boxes, there's a t-shirt, right? But this time, there was no t-shirt. But but there's good reason for that because not just do they give you uh, one. Uh, well, well, obviously, well, I don't know if there's a good reason for it. But anyway, we're going to say there's a good reason for it. But the next thing that comes out is you're staring straight at this nice, deluxe-looking pop vinyl figure mm-hmm. of Han on a Tauntaun, right? Right. And this thing, dude, this thing is sculpted perfectly. It looks, I mean, is this your first Funko Pop? Um, not technically. Like, um, I know Candy got one for Christmas. It was like a hundred. Uh, what do you call it? A Hunger Games pop. Uh-huh. And uh, just yeah. recently, I got a hold of a. Um, it was a, fr- a friend of mine just giving away a bunch of stuff that she didn't care about, like s- some collectibles that, that was given to her. And one of them was a Funko Pop of uh, Will Ferrell's character from Step Brothers. But that's really the only thing I ever had that was Funko Pop. And uh, but now, but this is this is my first Star Wars Funko Pop. So basically, you can say when you set this up on your on your shelf that you can have him playing with Will Ferrell from Step Brothers, and 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 what's funny is Will Ferrell's holding the um, Highlander sword autographed by Randy Jackson. <laughs> oh, if you remember that, that's that's what he's holding on on the figure. Oh gosh, that's that's classic. Yeah, but no, the, it, man, looking at this thing, it is it is absolutely one of the coolest Funko Pops that I've ever owned. It's ever huge. Seen, really. I, I mean, I see yeah, what you're it, talking it about. Like the, it was probably just real estate and the fact that it was, you know, just, it was so big. It's probably why they left the shirt out this time. Yeah. But I mean, the Tauntaun is just absolutely cute. Oh yeah. Right? And, and the paint application on mine, I don't see any bleed over between different colors or anything like that. So, it actually looks really, really good compared to some of the pops I've had in the past where, you know, like one eye will be looking up and the other eye looking down. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. as far as I can tell, I mean, I, you know, I, I probably suck at pointing out any kind of flaws with these, but from what yeah. I can tell, mine is pretty legit. I mean, like, I think they're the only thing I could just looking at it right now, the only thing I see is that maybe some, there's like some, some like there's a on his back haunches I guess on his back legs, like one of the joints looks like it may be it may be slightly moved different than the other, but it could be because you know he's kind of I mean he's pretty much perched and he's sitting there you know with Honol yeah. you know riding him, but I don't know like I see that there's a little bit of uh space between you know like in the joint there 
where the leg might yeah. move. But other than that, I mean, it's not. I mean, it's not anything to to complain about. I mean, other than that, this thing is flawless. Like the paint job is really good. Oh yeah. So so what I did was for you know I did a, a review on the website for it for this whole box, but also posted some pics on Instagram on our official Instagram page, uh, Outer Rim News. And uh, I, I took a picture of the GameStop exclusive Chewbacca, which is a Hoth Chewbacca. He's got a little <laughs> snow, a little bit of snow all on him, you know. And I put him up there beside Han and the Tauntaun, looking up at him, and it looked really, really cool, really cool. And I like that base because it's you know most of the time with the Star Wars pops, you get this black base with the Star Wars logo, but with this one, I guess they said, hey, let's go with a white base since it's you know Hoth Empire Strikes Back. Let's make it kind of look really cool with the Tauntaun riding on top of the snow. And I like that they did that because it looks like re- really, really good. Really mm-hmm. good. And you can use that base with other things. Like if you're playing with your Hoth, you know, action <laughs> figures and you want to display them some way. Nah, I'm just playing. No, you, they, uh, don't, 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 you know, you, you, you know, you ain't playing. <laughs> you play no, it, but I'm you ain't playing. playing. <laughs> no, no, yeah. I'm really playing. Uh, I'm actually playing with my figures, and you can ask my wife. I'm setting them up to take pictures. That's what I'm doing. I'm She's like, were you playing, Ashley? No, no, I'm just setting these up. I'm not playing with these. I'm going to come out. Dude, when you set them up, you have to use the pew, pew, pew sound. Yeah. <laughs> you can't just land. A, you can't just put, put down a ship. He's got to land. He's got to maneuver. He's got to. <laughs> exactly. When you take it out of the box and you get the stickers on it and you get it all put together, you got to say. You got to start downstairs yeah. and you got to make your way up and you just got to, you know, you got to maneuver through asteroid fields. Okay. <laughs> the, other day I, the other day I was putting together an X-Wing. Uh, one of the ones from The Force Awakens is really cheap at Walmart right now. Uh-huh. And uh, after I got finished putting it together, I was just, you know, like, around the, around the house before it went to the shelf. And the wife was on the phone with uh, her mom. So I'm like, yeah, there's my, there's my husband, the baby, <laughs> playing with his toys. <laughs> I'm like, jeez, hurt my feelings. I'm telling you. Mm. She's yeah. just jealous. <laughs> but as cool as that is, there's two other cool items in the box, too, this month. Uh, and the first is a little Wampa plush because you gotta have a Wampa when you're talking about the Empire Strikes Back. It's the baddest monster in the movie. Well, I don't know. Space slug, space slug, kind of is a bad monster too. But, but uh, it, I don't know if I'm correct on this, but I think this is the first uh, in in the line of their galactic plushies. I know. Uh, recently, like last week on the website, we we posted about uh. Two new Galactic Plushies, Plushies series, one for The Force Awakens and one for the original trilogy. But I think this might actually be the very first one in, out of that. And what I like about it is that this guy will sit up on his own, right? He's not a plushie to the point where, you know, you just have to kind of lean him against the bed or lean him against the wall and hope he stays. Uh, the way these things are designed is the legs kind of flap out in front and the bottom is rounded so that he is flat so that he can actually sit up. Mm-hmm. Is that, is that the way yours is? Too? Yeah. Cause I can feel it's also got like, you know, it's almost like a, like the bottom portion, not the head, but the, the butt basically is like a beanbag, you know? So it's got some, some stuff on the inside to give it some added weight so that, yeah. So it'll sit up perfectly on its hind quarters on its butt. Yeah. Yeah. The butt. Yeah, it is cool. And then the next thing was a pair of uh, 
Star Wars socks, Empire Strikes Back socks. Uh, what what kind did you get, Austin? I got Vader and Stormtrooper helmets. Vader and Stormtrooper. That's what I got too. Black socks. Yeah, black socks. Be- have have you taken them out of the plastic? Yeah, I took them out of the plastic. I thought Candy was going to try them on and like them, and she was like, "I don't, I don't wear ankle socks." And I'm like, "Well, they're not really, really I got ankle on, socks, but I've got R two D two socks on right now, ankle socks." Or is this green? Or maybe these aren't ankle socks. Maybe she, maybe it was the other way around. Maybe she said she don't, she only wears ankle socks, and these were, you uh, know, yeah, because these were long socks. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah, right. They are. They are. Yeah. But you know, if you, if you notice, um, oh, we'll talk about this in a minute, but. The little uh, cardboard ad they put in for next month's or the next Smuggler's Bounty's box and then all the little detailed info. If you look at the socks, oh, oh, it says initial design concepts. I was about to read it wrong. Ah. It says Pop Socks make their debut in the Empire Strikes Back box. The first pair features Darth Vader and Stormtrooper pop heads. Uh, okay. Oh, but yeah. I see see the but yeah, I see in the photo. Yeah. See, I like the, this photo. I like these socks better because it's got the Falcon and some TIE fighters, you know, yeah, and then the asteroid field and then the asteroid. Yeah. Field, yeah. So that, that yeah. would have, to me personally, I would have liked that better, but I mean, I'm, I'm cool with whatever I couldn't, I couldn't wear these either way. So they're pretty much going to be collectibles, I guess. Yeah. Why can't you wear them, dude? I, my feet's too big, man. You got freaking hobbit feet. Don't I do. You? I'm like a hobbit. Deluxe. <laughs> 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 All right, cool. So that was that. That was a really cool box. I mean, it, it's cool when you when you get a star, you know, a mystery box and it's full of Star Wars surprises. But that was really cool. But then there's also this little ad on the inside, a little cardboard ad for the next Smuggler's Bounty box, and it is a Star Wars Rebels theme box. Yeah, Woo-hoo. I'm I'm excited for that. So, yeah, that's going to be in March. Star Wars Rebels. Yep. And Funko's already released the pop, one of the pops that will be in the box, and it is a Darth Maul pop. Oh, really? F- from Star Wars Rebels, yes. It is a very cool-looking pop. Very cool-looking pop. I mean, that's going. That's the only thing that's going to be in the box, though, right? I mean, it's or the only pop, the you know, Funko pop well, figure, right? Well, sometimes they put two in the box. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. This this month, I mean, this time it was just, he was, you know, it was a big, big deluxe kind of thing. Oh, okay. So that's why they didn't put, didn't put two in there. But a uh, shout out to Funko for sending this, these uh, boxes for review. Yeah. And uh, probably need to put a little disclaimer in here that uh, they did send us these boxes for review, you know. Thanks, so, guys. <laughs> yes, thank you. Merry Christmas. <laughs> yes. So while we're in the topic of uh, Funko, let's take a look at uh, a couple of new, and, and talking about Star Wars Rebels Funko, uh, it looks like Walmart will be getting three new exclusive Star Wars Rebels pop figures. Uh, I think these are going to hit in February, but there's going to be uh, the Inquisitor, from season one of Rebels, uh, seventh sister and fifth brother. And if you head on over to outerrimnews.com, you can see the pics of these things. They look really, really, really cool. I mean, and, and there's some cool detail going on on some of those, some of those, um, pops, especially, uh, fifth brother and the Inquisitor. I just do that design for the Inquisitor, his face, and then you look at the pop and the, and the, lines in his in his head that just looks so cool i just can't wait to 
add him to the collection. Oh, that's going to be nice. That's going to be really nice. Are you looking at those picks? Also? I'm trying to pull it up right now. I remember looking at them before. I wanted to get a better look. It's going to be nice. And just think. Yep, just think. But with the Darth Maul added to these, these three, I know he's you know not affiliated with the Inquisitors because you know he Darth Maul's not really a Sith anymore. He's just Maul. He's not even Darth. Right. He's just Maul. But uh, you know, he's evil looking, so he'll look really cool beside these three guys if you can find them. They'll be at Walmart, and you know, you live in a bigger town. I'm sure your Walmart will carry them. Oh, see, I've got basically three different WalMarts to look through, but usually, usually they're good about stuff. Like right now, I'm on the the hunt for uh, like the latest wave of the small figures. They've got a Grand Admiral Thrawn, so I'm mm-hmm. I'm on the lookout for him. But dude, the other day, you know, speaking of this, and and yeah, looking at these figures, the Inquisitor, I've definitely got to get. Like he's he looks amazing. I mean, all the all three of these do, but I'm just like I love the Inquisitor in general, so this will be great to find. But yeah, I'm at the local Kroger the other day, and uh, they had some of the Star Wars stuff kind of on. They have like they're all on sale, basically all marked down. So if they're like a certain price, they're marked down to something lower. And yeah. uh, and that just happened to look to the side of the aisle, and there was like two or three um, almost like metal baskets attached to the to the shelf filled with the smaller figures and I'm thinking, okay, well they're probably, you know, like a few dollars different. No, they were selling them for like two dollars I think it was like two seventy a piece. What? Yeah. So like and, and I pretty much had had them all except for I, I grabbed a the Leia figure from Rebels and the Darth Vader. Oh, I don't Oh, thanks, Austin. I don't have those, but yeah, thanks for calling me and telling me about those those great deals. They're still there. There, I mean, there's I mean a ton of them. That's probably why they're marked down to two seventy because they're and and then I noticed even in other stores that they've got all that stuff marked down. Like they're really trying to move the Rogue One stuff on out pretty quick. I guess they're already trying to get set up because they know that there's going to be more like another wave coming, and then of course we'll have the next movie coming this you know at the end of this year. Yeah, it could be. It does seem like they're trying to move this stuff out faster than they did with the Force Awakens. Yeah. Because the Force Awakens stuff sat on the shelf for quite a while. Yeah. To be honest. It did. I mean, there's still Force Awakens stuff sitting on shelves. If you if you really go to Walmart and you look around, you'll find three and three quarter action figures from the Force Awakens on the Force Awakens cards. <laughs> yeah. Still there, sitting on the shelf. But it sucks because I always wanted yeah. to find the uh the Nyanum figure and it looks like the only way i'm going to be able to you know get a hold of him is if i order him online and he's a little bit higher than you would get in stores but i think it went too bad i think it was like 12 bucks or so so i may have to just suck it up and get it yeah there's also uh uh see i'm missing him and i'm missing there's a a newer kylo ren Uh uh-huh that came that that came later in that series and another uh, i think it was a uh not the flame trooper there was another first order, a different first order trooper that I'm missing. Oh, okay. Out of that series, and and Ray when she's going to uh, to see Luke in that outfit. All right. I'm missing the. I'm missing like four figures from the Force Awakens. Uh, one day, one day I'll find them. Maybe it's celebration. Maybe it's celebration. Maybe so. Uh, speaking of, star- yeah, speaking of Star Wars Rebels, though, while we're still on this Rebels topic. What did you think about uh, last week's episode of Warhead? I actually dug it. I, I mean, it was Warhead. you know kind of like one of those 
you know, you call them like almost like a break episode where it just, it kind of, instead of it really contributing to the main overall arc, it's just kind of like a side mission or a side story. But, uh, I thought it was pretty funny. I mean, it was, it was a, you know, it was a crazy episode, but Zeb, you know, I like how they gave him a chance to kind of shine in an episode of his own. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the kind of thing we like to call filler. filler. Yeah. <laughs> I try to be yeah. nice, but, um, I mean, at least in, in rebels, I, I will say that for rebels, anytime they've had like filler episodes for the most part, they've been kind of interesting, you know, compared to like other TV shows where their filler is like, Hey, we're going to take the main cast and we're going to, we're going to do a musical <laughs> or they go back into the past <laughs> yeah. and they're in the thirties and it's Casablanca or, you know, some, you know, whatever they're doing. Yeah, I, you know, I wonder how how many more fillers we're going to have before the end of the season. Yeah. I will say, though, that was the uh, thing about the – or the good thing about the first season is that it was shorter, so there was no filler. Like, that that first season was just solid from first to last. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like when they expanded and, and lengthened the seasons that we've gotten a little bit more filler. So, I mean, it's something that – I don't know if they if they asked if they gave me a comment card I'd probably say hey why don't you treat this like a filler. short season <laughs> yeah I, I mean I kind of dug the the you know the nod to Ralph McQuarrie with the with the robot yeah <laughs> or the droid or whatever it was that that, that was kind of cool yeah and I did I did appreciate the the banter between Chopper and Zeb and what, what was the I can't remember the other droid I can't even remember his name but yeah they because I mean they kind of make give it yeah. their own like you know three PO and R two vibe going you know where yeah, they're, yeah. you know they're just a little bit yeah going off of each other back and forth and but yeah I love how they take that that. Macquarie design and it's like you know so to me it's almost like it's real harmless and cute and then the thing turns into like a death machine <laughs> I'm like oh yeah. my god and, and you know and you know one th- one thing that I noticed about this episode I don't think Zeb can carry an episode by himself like this yeah I um, I will say because I mean of course he's kind of one of the I mean he's not my most favorite character on the show but yeah. um but yeah I will say that out of you know, all of them that have kind of gotten their, you know, kind of, you know, gotten their time to shine. You know, I mean, of course, uh, Hera was always great, especially in the, the B-Wing episode. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, especially Sabine, anytime they gave stuff, like when they kind of let Sabine shine, she's been good. And of course, it looks like they're going to, you know, they've we've got the next episodes coming up, like the Darksaber episode. And uh, oh, it looks yeah, like she's yeah. going to be kind of front and center and. You get to see her doing a little bit of uh, sparring with with uh, Kanan, so that's going to be pretty cool. It, it just seems to me he's he's a better supporting character than he is a uh, feature guy. You know, right. I mean, even to me, Chopper makes a better featured character than than Zeb. Chopper, <laughs> you I, I'll agree. <laughs> Chopper is really can't good. Can't understand a word Chopper says. You know, All right? <laughs> like I said, it was decent. I I enjoyed it because it was Star Wars. You know, I don't know how to describe that, but it's like, oh, new, something Star Wars, something new. And you, you have to see it because it's it's Star Wars and it's something you've never seen before. But it didn't like I wouldn't edge in my seat or waiting for the commercial to come back or you, you, I mean, waiting for the commercial to end kind of thing. It was just like, ho hum, kind of like I'm reading Rogue One audiobook. We're listening to it. I'm just here, you know, right? C- consuming it, not really enjoying it. Uh, I, I, you know, I don't know why. Maybe, maybe it was just me. Maybe, maybe it's just been my week, you know. 
maybe it's just been my week and and my focus being on the Atlanta Falcons. Oh yeah, <laughs> I don't know because all my focus is going towards that right now. For some, reason. I mean, it's I blowing know. up, man. I, I could understand, you know. It's are they in the playoffs? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh geez, yes, of course. I'm a hardcore Falcons nerd too, so you can't help that. Um, but yeah, again, the that episode of of Star Wars Rebels. If you're just getting into Rebels and don't don't start with with Warhead, no, nope. definitely don't <laughs> because it will turn you off. Um, you know, start season one and uh, and do it from the beginning. The, the droid in there was kind of it was kind of cool. I mean, the the storyline was I, I get it. It was kind of cool storyline. Now, now the very beginning when you know when they're sending out those those droids and those probe in those uh, ships, mm-hmm. very Empire Strikes Backish, right? And that was really that was a really cool scene. But after that, it just kind of went downhill for me, especially when everybody leaves and there's Zeb by himself with Chopper and and not Death Star droid. If I never see one of those things again, it'll be too soon. Moving on to a little thing called Star Wars Celebration Orlando. Mm-hmm. Um, since we're getting closer and closer to it, you can probably start expecting to hear announcements like who's going to be there and all that kind of good stuff. And I'm super excited and I can't wait. Uh, this will be my first Star Wars celebration and I believe it's going to be your first Star Wars celebration too, huh? Yeah. Awesome. I mean, it'll be my first. I've never been to any of them. I've been to the, the Star Wars weekends stuff in you know mm-hmm. Disney World twice, but uh, other than that, I haven't really... I've never been to one. I mean, you know, I'm sure it's going to be a lot like Dragon Con, and I have been to those, but I've never been to a, just a sole Star Wars convention before. Mm-hmm. Oh, me either. I, I can't wait, dude. I'm just, I'm, I'm freaking out. I'm, I'm so excited about going. This will be, this will be like my, actually my first really big convention of any sort, other than little small conventions that I've been to. Right. So it's going to be in- interesting to see how, how this stuff uh, works. Um, but today they announced, uh, artists for, I don't want to know if, I don't know if you want to call it artist alley or art show or, or something like that, but the official artist on hand at the convention. And there's a list of, uh, let's see, two, four, six, eight, ten, about 32 artists on hand. And a lot of them, you a lot of the names you recognize from past celebrations and even in the, some of the comic art world, so to speak, uh, you got people like Katie cook who does these cute little awesome drawings of, of, of star Wars characters. And I can't wait to to stop by her booth. And I think each one of these people has an official star Wars print on sale at celebration too. So there'll be cool little prints to to pick up from each artist that, you know, of course going to cost you uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of 30 to 40 bucks a pop or or more, (laughs) depending on who's, who's, who the artist is. Uh, But that's one of my goals is to pick up one of those prints from Katie Cook. Um, And of course, uh, if you go to uh, starwarscelebration.com, and you click on that art show link, you can see all the artists available or that will be available that weekend. And it's quite a list. Uh, of course, Matt Bush 
is probably one of the bigger names on that list who does uh, fantastic poster work for uh, Lucasfilm. Uh, he just does some some really killer stuff. We talked about Rogue One, the the novel, and but and I know we hadn't hadn't finished that book yet, so we can't really you know go into super detail. We couldn't really go into super detail. We talked about uh, this this fantastic smuggler's bounty box, the Empire Strikes Back box from uh, Funko. We talked about a, a few more Funko items. We talked about Star Wars Rebels episode Warhead sleeper episode. I mean, the filler episode. And we talked about some Star Wars Celebration Orlando artist. But it seems like uh, our, our, we're, we're missing something here. Well, I do know that um, 20 years ago, which is, oh my God, makes me feel, makes me cringe and makes me feel super old. But yeah, 20 years ago, you know, it's the uh, anniversary of when the special editions hit theaters. So tell me, Austin, tell me your story of going, going, tell me again how you went to see the special editions. Well, you know what? Here's the, here's the crazy thing. Uh, uh-huh. I never watched the special editions in theaters. What? Yeah, never got to. That was one of those moments. It was like, let me back up a little bit. Like, so, so, you know, Star Wars, I got into a few years before that. That was when it hit me. You know, I was, you know, it was one of those crazy times. Um, and Star Wars came in my life and it was just like a whole new animal. I mean, it was just, you know, it's it's like a religious moment, you know. So, mm-hmm. so I hit it right in that sweet spot when the and then they start having the the first figures coming out, you know, with the power of the force figures, and started collecting all that stuff. And I'm starting to get into Star Wars real heavy. And then the special editions came out in theaters. Now, granted, you know, this was like a time. I think you know my 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 family necessarily didn't have a whole lot of money going at the time. I mean, it was real tight. And, uh, and plus I had school. So anytime my, you know, I was around my cousin a lot and he went, he would go and see him every, every movie that came out, every, um, special edition that came out, he would get to go, he would actually get to like skip school and go see it. <laughs> and of course, you know, those words didn't even skip in school. Never <laughs> were never yeah. uttered in the yeah. same sentence in my house. So it was like, that wasn't an option for me. Um, so I don't know. And, and it was just like one of those things where, you know, my family, we didn't go to the theaters that much unless they were, you know, local in our hometown. And, and I don't think it ever, I don't think it ever came to our theater. And, um, so yeah, I just never got to see him. So we had to wait. And, you know, I know, I know my mom was like kind of bummed about it because she knew she wanted that I really wanted to see him. But, you know, I was, you know, young enough to where it was like, you know, it wasn't the end of the world. I'm like, they're going to come out on yeah. tape. I'm, I'll be okay. <laughs> so, of yeah, course. They're going to come out on VHS. Yeah, so they come out on VHS. That's how long ago it was, children. So they come out on VHS, and I remember when we were at, you know, me and Mom were at, like, Walmart, and the, they had the big display, and then they had the special edition box sets. And, mm-hmm. like, it, the, the cool thing about it is I was, I'm always fortunate that, that with whenever I got into Star Wars, my mom was, like, into it with me. Like she just kind of rode the ride with me, you know? So she was fully into it. She'd buy everything she could for me, you know, whatever she could afford. And at the time it wasn't much, but she still did what she could. So yeah, when these hit the stores, dude, I remember these and you know, thinking about it now, it's crazy, but for VHS tape, and this was like a, you know, box set of three movies. I remember it was about 50 bucks or more. 
And, uh, and yeah, she, she dropped the money right there. She knew that was like, you know, I didn't get to go to see them in theaters and she knew that this was the moment. And I remember getting those and dude, that was like, there are skips in those tapes to this day where you could see like scenes that I've watched over and over and over, especially like in the, in return of the Jedi, like all the space battles and stuff, it would just, they would have like little yeah. skips and stuff where you can tell I've watched it over and over. So yeah, those tapes dude, they, they got some mileage on them. But it was a great time. Wow. I thought it was such a, you know, of course, you know, we're getting into that age of CGI and stuff in movies and, and George Lucas touching them up. So back then, you know, I was, you know, I was oohing and on and everything. And it really didn't until I was older until you, you, you know, your friends start talking and then you, you know, the, the age of the internet comes and then everybody's talking about, you know, oh, this is how he ruined them. And what's funny is I never remembered anybody saying that when they came out. It was all, you know, positive and, and people had a good time with them. I mean, I will say the yeah. only thing I ever complained about in the original, like in the special editions was the, the dance, the musical dance scene in Return of the Jedi. Like I wasn't crazy about it. I liked the original version better. That was pretty much my only complaint mm. with the whole, special edition. Oh, I, I like that. My th- the, the thing that doesn't hold up is Jabba from a new hope. Maybe yeah. And plus up. they've had to redo him a few times, <laughs> but yeah, he didn't, he didn't hold up too well. I still thought it was funny. What, what was bad about it though, is it gave Jabba too much of a cute factor in my opinion when, when they, when they did that, when they put him in the first movie. But of course, back then yeah. I'm seeing it through child, you know, children's goggles. And plus it's, it's CG. So you're like, Oh, it's magic. And this was a scene that wasn't in the originals and they did it just for this release. Ooh, you know, so it's like great. But yeah, then when you get older, you're like, ah, that didn't really hold up. Even when they, they've tried to redo it, it's still, it, to me, it just gives Jabba too much of a cuteness factor. What I remember about the special editions was, uh, me and my dad went to see them for the first night they came out, all three movies, you know, we were there to see a new hope empire strikes back, return of the Jedi. And, uh, you know, and, and this started way back when he first took me to see empire strikes back in 1980. Mm-hmm. We've always gone together. Um, but I remember, uh, for return of the Jedi, we stood in line. We went to Milledgeville to see all the movies, Milledgeville, Georgia. And, uh, we stood in line. We got there. The movie started at seven o'clock. So we'd get there about five o'clock, stand in line. And there would be a line already. Oh, really? To get in. Back then, even with yeah. the special edition. See, that's crazy. God, I wish I could go yeah, back. That would be one thing I wish I can go back in time and, and relive would be to actually go see him in theaters. Yeah. And, uh, we were like third in line and we got there at five. Nice. But, uh, for, for Return of the Jedi, they were giving away a special, uh, you know, Jedi Luke power of the force two figure and he had a little sticker that said you know special edition theater version oh nice oh man so yeah so i still have that in in the box still oh, you know nice. it's not worth nearly as much as it was back at the time but uh and they only had like 50 or so per theater that they were giving out dude that's really so, cool you know, first 50 <laughs> people in line yeah so that's what i remember about the special editions other than you know, I, at the time, I was like, oh, wow, that looks cool. But, you know, now that I go back and watch A New Hope again, even on the, the, the new Blu-rays, it's like, ooh, that, uh, some of that CGI just really doesn't hold up compared to the actual stuff that was from 1977. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It was, to, be, like, to me, though, it, it was all pretty much, I mean, they, they did a pretty good job with it. And, and like I said, the, or you and I talked about the, the Java scenes a little iffy, even when they, you know, they've touched it up, you know, a few times. Um, it still doesn't quite, I don't know, maybe this, maybe it's just a scene, but it doesn't, 
it's not it's not the greatest, but I still like it for what it is. You know, it was something that he really wanted in there, and you know, just thinking about it because it was like what twenty you know twenty years. It took him twenty years to go and put that back in the movie. Um, I kind of yeah. just have a soft spot for it in that regard, and uh, and then just thinking about the movies in general, they just they they take me back to a good time because even though I didn't get to see them in theaters, I mean, you know, the just the the chatter, just the energy that people talked about it, and then you know, then the, the talk started about you know the prequels are coming, the prequels are coming, ooh, the episode one's yeah. coming, you know, and I mean, just that whole time was just so great for Star Wars, and and especially if you were collecting the toys. Oh, yeah. I understand. All right. Well, man, that's probably going to wrap it up for this week of That Rim News podcast. Uh, any kind of last thoughts, Austin, for the week? Um, I just, you know, everybody have a good time. Um, celebrate good times. Come on. Spot in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Remember. Go ahead and buy the hey, go ahead and buy those tickets if you can, people. Yeah. Austin included. Yeah, y'all better get them tickets. Yeah, go see really. go see Triple X in theaters. You know y'all want to. Okay, <laughs> you yeah, buy your Star Wars tickets and you can forget Triple X in theaters. <laughs> <laughs> you know what has has Rebels? I mean, not Rebels, but has uh, Rogue One hit the billion dollar mark yet? I'm not sure. I hadn't been following it that close since. I know it hit the eight hundred million. Yeah, and, uh, and then I kind of stopped following. Yeah, I just that—that that was the only um, thing is I was hoping it would do it, and right now it's at nine eighty-seven point two. So fingers crossed, maybe it'll uh, cross that, but I doubt it. I mean, it, it might, but I doubt it. And that—that's that, worldwide, right? Yeah, worldwide. Yeah, I if it's at ninety, what nine eighty-seven. So it's close. It's, it's close. It's less yeah, than twenty I million. I think it'll break a billion. Good. Good. Yeah. So yeah, people. Break that billion. It's still got, you know, three, four more weeks of of being in theaters, probably. Mm-hmm. Five weeks, six, something like that. Because, you know, then it'll start hitting the, the smaller, smaller things. Uh, it'll probably break it. Let's hope so. Anywho, we will see you back next week for that Outer News Podcast. May the Force be with you. Peace. Thanks so much for listening to our show this week. If you want to follow us online, you can do so by visiting us on the web at www.outerrimnews.com. We're on Twitter at Outer Rim News, and we're on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash Outer Rim News. If you want to leave a review or subscribe to us on iTunes, we would love to see that. And finally, this podcast is not endorsed or supported by Disney or Lucasfilm. It is intended for entertainment purposes only. The fantastic Star Wars rock music used for the show is courtesy of Husky by the Geek. You can find him on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash Husky by the Geek. Star Wars, names, and sounds are all copyright and registered trademarks of Disney and their respective copyright holders.